You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hello and welcome into the 24-7 Sports Recruiting Podcast. I'm National Recruiting Analyst Cooper Patagna alongside our Director of Scouting, Andrew Ivins. And we got a great episode for you today. But first, a quick little announcement. Just want to let you know the Football Recruiting Podcast is changing for the last months. We've been using it to spread our great 24-7 sports content like the College Football Recruiting Show and the Wiltfong Whiparound. But beginning in January, myself, Andrew Ivins, and Steve Wiltfong, our Director of Recruiting, every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we'll bring you the biggest recruiting news, buzz, takes, and more. Remember, every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, join us right here on the Football Recruiting Podcast podcast drew not even two minutes in how did that sound my first little uh what do you even call that is is that just like the uh corporate ad there i have no idea what do you think it's called a reader a reader the computer. reader yes the reader we are officially official <laughs> we have sold out my friend the recruiting podcast here we go baby let's jump right into it and let's start with the biggest news of this week already the week of signing day and starting on monday here we are, the number three prospect in the country. Dante Moore has flipped his commitment from Oregon to UCLA. Drew, we knew this had kind of been in the works. There had been some smoke around this for the last couple of days. And here we are on Monday. It has finally arrived. Your initial takeaways on Dante Moore to La La Land. Chip Kelly's got a good quarterback, right? Uh, this is a guy that's worked with a variety of different arms over the years, whether that be in the NFL or at Oregon or DTR, who we've grown to know so much over the past, what, five, six years at, at, at UCLA. Uh, this is a, a seismic change in, in the recruiting class. I mean, Dante Moore is our number three prospect. He's our number three quarterback. This is this is a, a surprising one. But Coop, me and you said it, when Kenny Dillingham first started getting linked to that Arizona State opening, we, we thought there was a chance that maybe Dante Moore looked around. And, and Michigan State was a school we initially had circled, but UCLA wins out uh, a huge change. I don't think this move happens if UCLA is not headed to the the Big Ten Conference. And you know Dante Moore is from that Detroit uh, metro area. He's going to play games in the Midwest. So certainly notable. Coop, do you think Dante Moore, we see him on the field in 2023? Because I think when me and you have to make our list of freshman quarterbacks that could play, Dante Moore is going to be at the top. I would say absolutely. I mean, we talk about the arms in this cycle that are the most equipped to play this upcoming season. I would say Dante Moore, I would have him at the top. I mean, we're talking about a guy, four-year starter at Martin Luther King in Detroit, 40 and 11, has a, complete, a, a career completion rate of near 70%. You know, this, this guy is about as battle-tested as they come. I love his fit in Los Angeles under Chip Kelly. And if you're the Bruins, I mean, this is exactly the piece that you need 
needed as you start to navigate the transition from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten. But listen, I know UCLA has already taken a graduate transfer with the quarterback from Kent State. I would expect that to be a healthy battle really going into fall camp. But Drew, I think Dante Moore has what it takes to play early for UCLA and what a situation that he steps into. On the flip side of this, Drew, let's go to Eugene here and Dan Lanning and the Oregon Ducks. You and I off record have kind of talked about some potential names that maybe the Ducks pivot to here in the next few days. But now with Bo Nix coming back, what is your purview on Oregon and their quarterback room going forward? I think they got to quickly find a guy that they want to go after in the 2024 cycle. I think that's where it starts. I think that's what what you do because it's so late. And there are a few quarterbacks that have been linked to Oregon. Austin Novosad, uh, we know the Ducks went in home with him recently. Um, he, he's one to, to keep an eye on. But Bo Nix coming back certainly uh, eases things over. But but for Dan Lanning, uh, I mean, the priority is going to be going and, and finding a class of 2024 arm. We've seen a shakeup there. I mean, you know how, how, how accelerated the recruiting process is for quarterbacks. But uh, Dylan Rayola, he goes back on the market. I'm not saying Oregon goes in that direction. But you can certainly expect some, some changes when we look at that group of, uh, of guys at the top. What a luxury to get Bo Nix back uh, for sure. Ty Thompson going to be interesting, the former four-star prospect. What happens with him? Jay Butterfield, he has already entered the transfer portal. So there are going to be some additional arms coming to Eugene. It's going to be interesting to how they stagger the high school talent versus what they go seek out in the transfer portal. But Drew, let's get to the race for number one. And I'm not sure it's really a race. I think Alabama can run away with this thing as Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide currently at atop of the 24-7 sports composite team rankings. And then you got Kirby Smart right there kind of nipping at their heels. But we look at Alabama right now, Andrew, Caden Proctor, a couple of the crystal balls starting to come in uh, for Caden Proctor, the longtime Iowa commit from the state of Iowa, the number one offensive tackle per 24-7 sports. You still got guys in the state of Alabama like Quay Russo and James Smith, Damari Brown, another one from the Sunshine State. Drew, this could be another fantastic finish for Alabama. Alabama, which to me, I know it's easy to say it with the number one class in the country, but they have the most complete class when you take a step back and you look at it from a distance. I mean, top to bottom, it's it's elite. There's guys at every different position, multiple guys. When I look at that Caden Proctor visit, he snuck into Tuscaloosa this past weekend. Caden, a longtime Iowa commit. He's also been linked to Oregon. It seems like that's kind of trending in the right direction for the Crimson Tide. And as as wild as this will sound, Caden Proctor is probably a guy that could see the field as a freshman for Alabama which is, it's, it's, it's a rare thing. Alabama, I, I was playing around with the class calculator coop. They add Proctor, Russaw Smith, and, and then Damari Brown, who's a corner they're battling Miami for. That put them at 326 points on the 24-7 sports composite team rankings. Last year, Texas A&M signed the highest ranked recruiting class ever, and that was like 333. So I don't think we're going to see history when it comes to Alabama, but they are going to, it's going to be hard to top. But I think, I think Georgia's the, the one school that has a chance at them. And you also got to remember, you know, Caden Proctor, we see him show up in, 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 at, in Tuscaloosa out of nowhere. Like there's some other names in play, like Suntareen Perkins, uh, Lawson Lucky, Jordan Hall, Desmond Ricks. I mean, those are all guys that have been at Alabama recently. So there could be even more fireworks for Nick Saban and his staff uh, come Wednesday. 
I mean, all it takes is one or two of those guys, right? I mean, I, I would have to play around with the calculator a little bit, but Lawson Lucky, they've been working on for a while. I would not be surprised if that ended up happening. Jordan Hall seems to be one that's favoring Georgia right now, but then you got Desmond Ricks. That's a little bit of a toss up. So I think in play, I, I, I don't think it's far fetched uh, to say that they might catch Texas A&M from last season and then Alabama once again would make history. But Andrew, let's let's go to the DMV now and one of our favorite guys in the cycle that is five star athlete Nicholas Harbord. This one has kind of been a little bit of a roller coaster recruitment. And in the last couple weeks, we have kind of shifted to this being open now to trending towards hometown Maryland and Mike Loxley. We're still trying to figure out whether or not he's going to sign this Wednesday or is he going to wait and push it off. But right now, you got to like the position Maryland's in. Yeah, you do. And you would think the 24-7 sports crystal ball would reflect that. So we'll see when, depending on when these people are listening, what, what that reads. But Nicholas Harbor, Cooper, you call him a, a guy that slipped out of Area 51. He's a freaky athlete, went 27-9 in the 200-meter dash without starting blocks. If you don't know what that means, I mean, it's one of the craziest track statistics I've ever heard. I mean, he's 6'5", 225 pounds. Uh, could probably run in the Olympics one day, but sounds like he wants to entertain the idea of catching passes or maybe even rushing the passer at the next level. And entering Wednesday, Harbor is our uh, top uncommitted prospect. He's number 16 in our rankings his recruitment, like you said, all over the place. But I was on the phone with someone tied into that recruitment on Sunday, and they told me they thought Maryland was in prime position to get Nicholas Harbor. Uh, they thought Maryland may be, should be viewed as the team to beat. And Harbor has said in the past that he wants to wait until February to sign. But this this individual told me that they wouldn't be surprised if Harbor did something sooner rather than later, locked in a spot. So I think Maryland is one to watch for Harbor. And Mike Loxley, man, that guy closes at, at, at the at the end like no other. It's kind of like Nick Saban. I mean, he came from that that Alabama tree. Um, Mike Loxley, I, I would roll the dice with him on a on a DMV kid at the at the at the buzzer. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I think this makes sense for Under Armour backed Maryland as well, right? right. When, when you think about it and you take a step back and you say like, if, if you're at Under Armour and let's say you only have a few bullets in the chamber that you get to use in terms of the NIL and the collective and what type of funding uh, that they would uh, allow access to. I think if you're Under Armour, this is the one that you want because you know you have a dual sport athlete with a really high ceiling. And if it doesn't work out on the gridiron, this is a guy that more than likely is going to have a long career in track and field. So 
that being said, Drew, I'm kind of with you. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Nicholas Harbor ends up inking on Wednesday. Uh, Andrew, another guy that we like in the top 247, top 40 player for us, that's Damon Wilson, edge out of the Sunshine State. He's going to announce a commitment Wednesday at 3.30 on ESPN. This looks like it's coming down to Georgia and Ohio State. What are you thinking here? I was at Damon's final game of his prep career on Saturday. He played in a state title game. It was Venice versus Lakeland. Georgia had some coaches there. Talked with Damon after the game, which is always kind of a, a risky scenario after these these kids lose a, a state title game. You know, like there's a lot of emotion pull, pouring out. Um, but Damon was awesome. Talked to me and a few other reporters, and he's might have five hats on the table Wednesday when, when he goes to announce. I mean, he has a top five. He hasn't officially narrowed it down, but this is either going to be Ohio State or Georgia. And I like the Bulldogs and and Georgia. We think of it as this this stout defense with a bunch of freaks and it is but Georgia still needs some help or or they feel like they need some help in that defensive line room and they need to get better at the edge rushing position and and Damon is I think one of the best pure pass rushers in the 2023 cycle I'm talking about just go get the quarterback he can do it uh, with his his combination of how he bends, how he explodes, how he dips and rips. He's got the ankle flexion. He's he's one of the best at it. And, and I like Georgia. You know, it, it, this this one's gone back and forth. And and Damon made it seem like to me like he knew where he was headed. And I thought it was notable that Georgia had flown down to see him. So he could be a big addition for Georgia. And I think the average fan at home is just me like, oh, Georgia's added another one. But to them, this is a guy that they have circled and zeroed in on because they feel like they need to get more more, more of a, a presence and more of a, a threat to get home out on the corner. Georgia, the only program in the country that currently has two top 100 edge players committed and is still saying, hey, we need more of these guys. You know, what a problem to have for, for Kirby Smart. But Andrew, why don't we go to a couple teams that you have your eye on over the next 48 hours or so. And let's do this. Why don't we revive an old segment from Preps to Pros, Rest <laughs> in Peace, for those of you who know. The Juice with Andrew Ivins. And, and let's get into three teams that you got your eyes on here over the next 48 that you think can close in a flurry. I know you like Auburn, Miami, and the other one, Colorado, out there in the Pac-12 with primetime. Yeah, let's start with with Auburn, who had a big weekend. New staff there, Hugh Freeze, tons of transfers in the building. They're, they're obviously trying to flip that roster and get it better, but coming, or I should say, heading into Tuesday, Auburn sitting number 30 nationally, number 11 in the SEC. I think the runway is there for them to potentially push into the top 25, and then maybe even to the top 20. Biggest news, and, and this guy comes from our guys at, at Auburn Undercover, Keldrick Falk, the, the top 247 edge rusher. Cooper, I know you're a huge fan of him. You saw him at Alabama, Mississippi a few weeks ago. He's committed to Florida State, but on the way home from a, a trip to Tallahassee, he stopped by Auburn. I think he's one to watch. And, and they're not putting the, the spatula away. So Tony Mitchell, Top 100 defensive back that's committed to, Al- to Alabama. They're trying to flip him. Kay and Lee, it's a top 247 corner from Ohio State. They, they want to get him. Eric Singleton Jr., kind of an under-the-radar wide receiver committed to Western Kentucky. He's been on campus. Braden Marshall, a corner committed to UCF. So bottom line is there is a lot of flips out there. And, and then again, they're they're in the transfer portal. Devin Leary, uh, the NC State transfer, he was there. A bunch of offensive linemen. I, I, and then I also think Quay Rousseau 
James Smith, who I, I think most people feel are Alabama leans, uh, they they were regulars all season on the planes and and have been a big priority for whoever is wearing the Auburn logo. So I think it's certainly a team to watch. I would bet that they move up in these rankings and they're not going to finish number 11 in the SEC. They finished they finished well last year, and that was with a team that really had no type of identity on the recruiting trail under Brian Harson. Now with Hugh Freeze, less than a couple weeks on the job in the plains. Drew, this was a, a program that I had circled a couple weeks ago that I, I think can finish strong here. You mentioned some of those names. Quay Russo, James Smith, I keep my eyes on those two. They can get a guy like Devin Leary, I think, that, that adds some instant credibility to Auburn and what Hugh Freeze wants to do there. Keldrick Falk, Drew. I've been told to keep my eyes on Keldrick Falk in Auburn. So we'll see how that plays out. Certainly a guy that we have uh, gravitated to late in the process. Let's go down to Coral Gables now in Miami. Miami, a team that we have talked about diligently since Mario Cristobal took over at the helm in Coral Gables. Canes now ranked in the top five, number four nationally, number one in the ACC, 12 top 247 commitments. That is the most in the ACC. The second team, Clemson with nine. So a little perspective there on what Miami is doing. Drew, they added another one last night, top 247 running back Mark Fletcher. And if you have listened to Andrew and I talk about Mark Fletcher, he has had one of the hottest markets for a running back uh, over the last couple months. So a big one there, Samson Okanlola also jumping in the boat, Ruben Bain uh, in the last couple of days as well. And then they go out and they get JV and Cohen, the transfer from Alabama, the offensive lineman at a big position of need, Drew. And they're, they're still working right now. Damari Brown, one of the names that comes up. And then Conrad Hussey, from St. Thomas Aquinas, who's currently committed to Penn State. How much does Miami have left on the plate here over the next two days? Those are the two names to keep an eye on. Conrad Hussey, he was in Coral Gables or South Beach or wherever they have the hotel over the weekend. Longtime Penn State commit. Florida State's been trying to work him. Miami's trying to work him. Keep an eye on that one because we're big fans of Conrad Hussey. Top 247 safety. Helped St. Thomas Aquinas, the NFL factory, win its fourth straight state title uh, over the weekend. And then you got Damari Brown, who's a legacy prospect. I think that's been an Alabama Miami battle. And and just like with Damon Wilson, you know, it's going back and forth, back and forth. Monday morning, I woke up to a text message from one of my Miami contacts. They feel good. So Miami has a chance to fortify a recruiting class that is, 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 it's almost kind of amazing given how year one went for Mario Cristobal. I think Miami missing out on a bowl game might have been the, the best thing for them. They, they've shifted their focus to just adding talent. I mean, we, we talk, we've talked about it, Cooper. They got two of the top three offensive tackles committed in, in Francis Malagoa and Samson Okanlola. Mark Fletcher, he's a big, bruising running back. Mario Cristobal wants to have a power run game. And I think Mark Fletcher, if you look at the entire 2023 class, like he is the running back for that. Um, and, you know, He's also the top running back in South Florida. And in years past, that that individual would normally leave to go somewhere else. So Miami, solid class and a chance to add a little bit more. And then, Coop, we've said this before. You can never discount Mario Cristobal having one more one more surprise out there. You know, he's going to go for, what do you call it, BPA, best player available. So, you know, maybe it's more than just Hussey and Brown that, that, that they're in play for. 
he doesn't know when to stop. I think you're exactly right. There's probably going to be another name or two that you didn't expect that ends up in Miami's class. And Eno Etta, who is committed to Michigan right now, another top 247 defensive lineman. I know the Canes are, are working on him. So another name uh, to remember for Miami over the next day or two. Drew, as we shift to the Pac-12 in Colorado, are we ready to get primed here? I think that's what we're calling it. This is a class right now that, you know, they he, since... Deion Sanders has gotten to Boulder in, in these last couple of days. All of a sudden, we're like playing catch up on our end. Like, hey, these are the guys that have made it to Colorado's campus over the last couple of days. And it's names like Tassilia Kana, Dylan Edwards, who already, he already has in the boat, Malachi Coleman, uh, a player in the top 247, formerly committed to Nebraska, Bakari Swain, top 247 safety and athlete committed to South Carolina and a handful of other guys. But Drew, you told me before the show, Colorado's never finished with a class higher than number 35, right? So here they are sitting at number 61. What are realistic expectations for Deion Sanders in his first class where he only has a couple of weeks to put it together? So I I feel like I got to give the company line here because it's a great way to look at the the recruiting class rankings. On 24-7 sports, you're going to see two different scores. You're going to see the composite score and then overall score, which includes the the transfers. And we know Colorado is going to get a ton of transfers. Travis Hunter, former number one prospect from last cycle, he announced Sunday night that he is entering the portal. Everyone assumes Colorado. I I think you've got to keep an eye on Georgia and Alabama, but let's assume he follows prime. That's obviously going to shoot Colorado's class overall ranking up. But when it comes to high schoolers, Colorado's never had a a group that's ranked higher than 35th in the country. And I I think Prime has a chance to to eclipse that. And, And over the weekend, they had... Some of our favorite players on campus. I, I know you. You are you are like the champions of all these guys. Scouting reports: Malachi Coleman out of Nebraska, the the top 100 athlete that can do a little bit of everything. Bakari Swain, a, a two way play playmaker that probably projects as a defensive back. He's committed to South Carolina. He was there. Bo Hewley, a top two four seven offensive tackle. Traits traits traits. He was there. He's committed to Georgia. And then Kaysen Wiseman is a quarterback. That's currently committed to Kansas, who I'm actually a fan of. I I think that kid's a bit of a gamer. He's got some stuff to him. Those are those are the kind of the headliner high schoolers. And if if Prime was able to add Coleman, Swain, and and Weissman, so not even Hewley, that that moves him up to number 35. And I don't think they're done. There's been some. It's been hard to get information out of Boulder as to who all was there, but it seems like there was even more blue chip high schoolers. So I'm keeping my eye on what Prime does ton of different scenarios have been tossed out there about potential big names that 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 prime could be working behind the scenes like he did with travis hunter last year when he shocked everyone and, and flipped him from fsu to jackson state excuse me we'll see what happens with tasilia kind drew that that one's kind of had its own twist and turns oklahoma lsu for a while thought to be the top two there now akana Kind of late in the process, uh, seems to be open here, takes a trip to Colorado. A guy like that from the state of Utah, if you can get those type of players, if Deion Sanders can do that consistently, Colorado is going to be tough to beat in the Pac-12. So Colorado, prime time. That's his name for a reason. We're going to be keeping an eye on him. But for our director of scouting, Andrew Ivins, 
and national recruiting analyst Cooper Patagna. That is me. We appreciate you guys joining the 24-7 Sports Recruiting Podcast. And remember, before we go, remember on Wednesday, December 21st, this Wednesday from 9 a.m. Eastern to 6 p.m. Eastern, tune in to the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel and our signing day show, wall-to-wall coverage on signing day from our recruiting experts across the country. 24-7 Sports YouTube page, and to make sure you tune in from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time this Wednesday. Look at that, baby. Reading it like a pro. And it is, Drew. I'm excited. We're going to have wall-to-wall coverage. All of our talent going to be there, me and you, down in Fort Lauderdale tomorrow night. Probably going to have a nice dinner. Got a big couple days ahead of us, my friend. But, Drew, as always, it was fun. Our first time breaking bread on this side of the aisle. What would you think? Ah, it felt like felt like any any other phone call with you, Cooper. Just another day in the office, my man. A lot of fun, guys. We appreciate you joining us, and until next time, we'll see you then. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus.